I'm not pulling out of the driveway. We all know what that means. It's time for the Drive to Work Coronavirus Edition. So I've been uh, using my time at home to interview people from the present and past. Today, from the past. So I have Henry Stern to go way back to talk about Portal Three Kingdoms. Hey, Henry. Hey, Mark. Hey, Mark. How you doing? Okay, so let's go back to the very beginning, which is what in the world? What is Portal Three Kingdoms? What What is this? Uh, I, yeah, so Portal Three Kingdoms is an odd duck um, for magic sets. Um, this has happened, oh gosh, was it 97, 98? I forget when Bill Rose. Um, the set came, came out in 99. May 99 is when the set came out. Okay, so I was working on a '98 then is yeah. when when the work was happening. Oh yeah, so um, well, I, how much context do we need for even what Portal is? Uh, for <laughs> well, explain a little bit what Portal is, and then we'll jump into Portal for okay. games. Okay, so Portal um, was a basically a beginner's version of Magic that we had put out in like '97 or so. I think somewhere around there was when Portal first came out, and yeah. it was the thought behind it was a good thought um, that like, hey, you know, Magic is pretty hard to understand, especially for new players. Can we make like a easier to understand version of magic that captures the essence of magic, but doesn't have all of the complexities of rules. So in portal, there's no, there's sorceries, but no instance, no enchantments, no artifacts. You have land, just basic land. You have uh, creatures and you have sorceries and that's all you get. Right, that's that's so, it. <laughs> hey, even with those restrictions, it's still a pretty fun game and you can have pretty interesting interactions. Not nearly as complex and interesting as regular magic gets, but you can still have like, you know, the colors are still kind of like what you'd expect colors to be. You know, black is evil and has, you know, gets rid of creatures directly and red does direct damage and green has the biggest creatures and blue is a little trickier to sort of get the, the trickiness of blue across when you don't have uh, instants and stuff, but still, you know, you have flying creatures and such. Um, so that's what Portal was. And it had had some success when we first launched it. Um, and we wanted to make a version of Portal that we could introduce uh, um, for like China and Japan and Korea, basically all of Asia. Um, but the thought was, instead of using the sort of the Portal, um, you know, high fantasy that magic uh, is, could we do it with the theming that was maybe make it more, um, um, not palatable, more interesting or more of interest to people from the Asia region? And the thought was, can we use the Three Kingdoms uh, um, uh, story and theme a portal set with a Three Kingdoms story and make Portal be Portal Three Kingdoms uh, for Asia? So for since probably a lot of people listening may not be super yeah. familiar with three, three kingdoms. What, what is in real brief, what, sure. what is the three kingdom story? What is that? Yeah. So that's a shame because they should know <laughs> uh, three kingdoms actually super important, uh, uh, culturally and historically to, to almost everyone in Asia, but especially, uh, China. Um, it, it's think of it as like King Arthur, the King Arthur stories or the Arthurian legends and how important that is to sort of Western culture, um, and Western fantasy, um, that's basically the equivalent uh, uh, for China, except there's like it's a little bit more historically accurate than the Arthurian legends were. I'm not saying the Arthurian legends are completely. There probably was someone named King Arthur, but you know who knows. Um, but it's definitely more historically true. There was this sort of warring kingdoms period in China, which is around from like uh, 100 to 200 AD or so, is when this period of history took place in China. Um, uh, but the Three Kingdoms sort of. Uh, romance of the Three Kingdoms story is like one third, you know, history and one third fantasy and maybe sort of 
I'm an auto pilot for this. But <laughs> it's it's basically a mixture of like history and fantasy mixed together. So there's like crazy things going on, you know, people flying, people doing magic, people doing stuff. Um, but it also has like there's like real history there too. And the 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 cultural impact of the stories and the characters and what they did and where they did and why they did it, it it's still very relevant today. It's like when, when I traveled in China, not not for this uh, uh, set, but um, for other trips, it's like you hear people say, like when you're on the river, it's like, oh, hey, hey, this is where the Battle of Red Cliffs took place. And this is where this thing happened in Three Kingdoms. And it's still sort of very relevant to people's uh, um, uh, uh, lives. And for gamers, it's hugely influential for, for games. Like I'm sure people are, are serious gamers, especially if they like um, uh, games from Asia, that they've, they've heard of Three Kingdoms and they know what Three Kingdoms is because there's been a ton of both strategy and fighting games from Three Kingdoms. Okay, so uh, something I want to explain the audience might be unaware of is, so back yeah. in 1998, um, Magic, I mean, Magic R&D wasn't that big. Uh, no. I mean, right right now, like uh, what we call Studio X, which is a little more than just R and D, but like you know, it's it's like two hundred people. It's a giant number of people. But like back oh, yeah. in the day, I think there yeah. was like five Ten. of us that worked on Magic full time, and then a handful oh. that like occasionally yeah. worked on Magic. Um, yeah, I mean, I'd say yeah, there was like five people who were in it up to our noses, and then maybe another five people who kind of dipped their dip their toes and their feet in from time to time. But yeah. Um, and so this project was pretty much like a solo project. You were the person who did this. Yes. yes. And that, it's, it's, yes, it was just me. Um, there was an art director, but he was most, he wasn't like doing the set with me. He was like, I'd give him, I'd be this creature. He was then responsible for finding an artist. And in this set, we like had all of our artists came from, from Asia and China and Japan so and Korea to do the art for the set. His name uh, was Lee, Lee T. Yeah, Li, Li Tian. Li, Li. It might have been T. I thought it was Tian, but it might be T. Um, um, uh, yeah, so this was a solo project. It was also unusual for Magic. Now, it, it's not like it was, it's not like we asked one person to solo design a full large set, you know, with all these brand new mechanics. So it's, it was an easier task than like it would be to design even a small set, like to design a full set, you know, by yourself. Uh, but uh, there was a lot of creative there it, it, it was basically the ultimate in top-down design exercise instead of doing a top-down card it was like do a whole top-down set you know or like every you know uh, um every card and every uh creature and everything has to sort of fit into the story somehow which was an interesting exercise yeah now, what I, I so go ahead no i'm saying one of the things about the portal things is while a lot of the cards were new in portal like whenever we could we you know the that sometimes they reskinned them, but we would use cards that were existing in Magic. Um, oh yeah, yeah. A lot of them were based on existing cards from Magic for sure. Okay, so I, I want to start with one of the most um, uh, things that comes up a lot when people talk about Portal Three Kingdoms. So there, in fact, I think was one keyword in Portal Three Kingdoms, <laughs> um, and it wasn't a brand new keyword, although it was mimicking something, obviously. So let's talk about how horsemanship came. To Portal Three uh, Kingdoms, came to exist. Sure. So when we're doing this top-down exercise, it's going to take a little bit more context for all of it. Um, okay. Uh, the Three Kingdoms. There were, in fact, three different kingdoms that were com competing to sort of take over China. There was the the Wu, the Wei, and the Shu kingdoms. So, like the um, first exercise was like kind of figuring out, you know, a what colors would those kingdoms be and how they work. Um, but then. You know, like a lot of the key, one of the, the key 
not the key, but one of the key things in Portal was the evasion. And the only evasion really available was either flying or land walking, I think were the two things that we let uh, creatures have in, in Portal. Um, and while flying is great, you know, thematically, and there were a few creatures that flew in Portal 3 Kingdoms, it's hard to have, like, we, we knew that we were going to have a ton of the cards were going to be legends and we're going to be the various generals and leaders and soldiers and fighters of Three Kingdoms, and it just didn't make sense to have these people up in the air flying. Like, that, that makes no sense. So we needed a mechanic that would, like, in a sense, essentially mimic flying, but be in a way that thematically works for people to do. And that's how we came about horsemanship because lots of these guys were always seen on horseback riding around. And, you know, as you know, it's tough for someone who's not on horseback to block somebody that's on a horse, you know, cavalry tends to, to overrun infantry pretty well. Um, and so that's how we settled on horsemanship is basically the, the equivalent of flying for the set. Yeah. So by the way, I, I misspoke earlier. There is, there is land walk in the set in addition to horse, uh, horsemanship. I, yes, I don't see flying. I'm looking cycle. for flying. I don't see flying. Like I see that like okay, dragon no. doesn't have flying, so I don't think there is flying in the set. No, no, there's no flying in, in Portal Three Kingdoms uh, mm-hmm. because we used horsemanship in, yeah. in place of flying. Um, and so yeah, so horsemanship creatures with horsemanship can't be blocked or can only be blocked by other creatures with horsemanship. Is is how horsemanship works. Um, and so great, you know that that works and it works thematically great for uh, uh, the set and it works within the Three Kingdoms world. Now. It makes horsemanship very, very good when you use a, uh, a horsemanship character in a normal magic set or playing with normal magic cards because there aren't many cards that have <laughs> horsemanship. In fact, I'm pretty sure they're they all only exist in Portal Three Kingdoms. Yeah. So the just a little context for the audience: Portal, when it, we originally made Portal, wasn't playable in sort of normal magic formats. Like it's kind of its own thing. So like you yeah. couldn't just bring your Portal cards and go to standard or I mean. The, the formats had different names, I think, back then. But you you couldn't just use your portal cards at your local store playing in a tournament. And so I think when you made Horsemanship, it's like, well, it only is going to like you're only going to play it with itself. Uh, and then years later, we decided, ah, why not let people play portal cards? And we sort of made them legal. And then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. Horsemanship's now interacting with other formats and stuff that it never did before. Yeah, it also made uh, certain cards in Three Kingdoms uh, very very valuable. Uh, because they have effects that like restricted cards had back in normal magic, like Imperial Seal. You know, it's like not Demonic Tutor, uh, Vampiric Tutor. Right? Imper- Imperial yeah, Seal. It's... Imperial Seal is the thing. Imperial Seal. Yeah, yeah, it's like what Vampiric Tutor was. That's you know quite a good yeah. card. You yeah. know, good enough to be restricted. And so like it, it shot up in value. Yeah. Um, and I hear it in like some wacky formats, like some of the other portal cards have been used that that people play just for the horsemanship effect. It. Essentially, like there was either a spell or a creature, I forget which one, that like makes gives all your other creatures horsemanship for the turn. And that's oh, yeah, essentially a, making all your creatures unblockable. It's a blue card, right? Yeah. Oh gosh, what was it? Um someone told me about it recently. I'm looking at the blue cards here. Yeah, Sun Quan. Okay. Sun Quan. Oh yeah, Sun Quan Lord Lord of Wu. Yes. Yeah. Now it's six mana for a four four, which is not great. Um but it, it he makes all of your creatures unblockable, and he's unblockable as well. Still seems to me a little expensive for that effect. Like, yeah. how much would you pay for all your creatures unblockable? But sure. Yeah, it's interesting. The uh, one of the the quirky things about Portal Three Kingdoms is when we released Portal Three Kingdoms, I, I believe it it mostly only went to the Asian markets, and there was some English that went to Australia, I believe. 
Yeah, that's right. Um, so there's not most of most of Portal Three Kingdom is not in English, just a tiny, tiny portion. And even that, I think, was only sold in Australia. So it's it's not right. not easy to get your hands on Portal, let alone English Portal Three Kingdoms. But it's just not easy to get your hands on it. Okay, so I want to get back into talking a little bit about de- designing, ma- making the set. Um, yeah, like you said, every everything you were making, there are a lot of parameters because right, you had basic land and sorceries and creatures. Um, yeah. And you had to make everything sort of work within those constraints. So I'm going to talk a little bit about doing top-down design yeah. in, 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 a, in a very constrained, like you did not have every act, like I've done a lot of top-down designs, but I had artifacts and enchantments and all sorts of things at my disposal. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, it was a, from a, just from a pure design point of view, it was a super fun and interesting exercise. And I think the top-down stuff tends to work the best too at least when it works it feels the best as you're playing it and as you see it and it turns out the best uh, and most approachable product but it is this was a big top-down design because it's like i have to figure out you know where these three kingdoms going to be okay i have this cast of hundreds of characters okay which characters are you going to use i mean you know which kingdoms those characters belong to but like of those characters how many of them are we going to use um and then like how are we going to get the basics kind of mesh that in with the basis of basics of magic like which ones are going to fly or have horsemanship in this case which ones won't which are the which are how are creatures going to work you know are there going to be animals are there not going to be animals how does direct damage work in this context etc well let, let's talk big picture first because yeah you structured the set so I, let's talk a little bit about how you structured the set so how, how did you sure. break how do you break up the set how do you yeah, so the main thing was like, hey, what is going to be, you know, Wu, which is going to be Wei, and which is going to be Shu? Like, what are the three kingdoms going to be? And it, it wound up, it kind of made sense, like, the heroes of the story of sorts are from Shu. Um, and so it kind of made sense for them, or, or the most noble characters, maybe it's a better way of saying than heroes. So it made sense for that to, to be for the color white. Um, the bad guys, and I hesitate to use that term because they're the ones that wind up winning in this story, um, uh, are uh, Wei, which is black. Um, and the trickiest kingdom, maybe even that sort of a stretch, was uh, uh, Wu. But the, the main reason I wound up picking those three colors, and it should be obvious, is like... Wu is blue. Because yeah. of horsemanship. You made Wu blue. Yes, Wu is blue. Yeah. Yes, Wu is blue, uh, Wei is black, and Shu was white. And that kind of makes sense, mostly kind of from a... a a horsemanship point of view, like those are the three colors that that have flying, so it makes sense, or have the most flying, really. So it makes sense that those are the colors that have that are the colors of the three kingdoms. Um, but once there, it's like, okay, well, what is red going to be? You know, like red can't just be, uh, um, can't be nothing. And what is green going to be? Um, and it wound up being that like red was sort of like um, more of uh, uh, the the independent. Uh, kingdoms, because there's a lot of people and a lot of characters that don't necessarily fit directly into one of those uh, um, three kingdoms. And then green wound up being more of kind of like the natural world. So like the actual creatures like war elephants or a tiger or things like that that actually exist in the story or exist in the real world wound up in uh, wound up in green. Um, okay, so and now uh, were, were there legendary creatures in this? I, I don't think they were actually they were. No, they, they, they were. were. Oh, they were yeah, legends. All the, yeah, yeah. All the all the creatures, not all the creatures, all of the named characters are legends, and that was done more from just like a uh, um, more for flavor than for mechanical reasons necessarily. Like it didn't make sense that like I could have two copies of the same 
leader and play it at the, at the time in the same way you couldn't have legends and play at the same time back then. But it's mostly just for flavor reasons. There are many creatures that are not legends. So there's many like foot soldiers and stuff or sort of nondescript um, people that are not legends. But all of the all of the named people are legends. Um, and so, uh, so the other interesting thing is, um, War of the Spark is what we called an event set where we were sort of telling a story, but that you uh-huh. really were like, there were events, like one of the interesting things about this is like the story has like things happen. Like a lot of your cards are people, but some of them are, Hey, it's this event. I'm representing this part of the story as a card. Oh, oh yeah, for sure. Sure, sure. Yeah. A ton of it. Like as much as possible, we tried to squeeze in things that like made sense from the story to being uh, on a card. Like a, a good example is um, our version of giant growth in, in portal. So the portal giant growth, I, don't, I forget what they called it in portal, but it's one G and it's any one creature gains plus four, plus four till end of turn sorcery, not a, not an instant. Um, uh, so for, uh, um, for three kingdoms, like giant growth doesn't make sense as, as a card, but what made sense for us is there's like a, uh, there was a famous uh, uh, blade that uh, uh, Guan Yu wielded. Oh, we're wielding the green dragon is the name of the card. Yeah, that's the name of the card in Portal of the Kingdoms. Yeah. Right. So the green dragon sword is this sort of famous sword that he had. Uh, and so for us, the version of quote unquote giant growth became, you know, wielding the green dragon. So it, it meant meaning that like, oh, I'm like giving the green dragon sword to whatever creature it's going on and it's getting plus four, plus four, it's on to turn. Now, in modern magic, you know, obviously that would be an artifact. Right, the green dragon yeah. sword would just be an artifact that you could, you know, put on creatures, or I suppose an enchantment in the time before artifacts. But we couldn't yeah. even do enchantments back in the day. Yeah, no, but yeah. yeah. So, sorry. So, there, so there's that. But like, as much as we can, like, almost every single uh, um, uh, uh, card and sorcery that you see has some uh, uh, has some reference to it back in the back in the story. And a lot of that wound up on the flavor text, but some of it wound up on the. Uh, um, on the, uh, uh, um, just from the artwork as well. So just curious, because you mentioned flavor text, I'm sort of curious. Uh, did you did you have anything to do with the flavor text? Did you work on the flavor yeah, text? All, all, all of it. All yeah. of it, oh, you did it all, okay. All, all, all of it, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, as much as possible, like some of it we're telling the story, um, and, but as much as I could, I wanted to use actual like quotes from, from the actual book, because I think it just feels better when you sort of see the actual quotes there. And, uh, uh, a really famous one. There was a, a very famous poem um, in Three Kingdoms, and we sort of split up that giant poem and put them on all the zodiac cards. There's like twelve uh, zodiac cards. Well, let, um, let's talk about the zodiac cards. There's not a lot of cycles yeah, sure. in the set, but this is one no. of the one of the few sort of cycles in the set. So there are yeah. twelve zodiac cards, right? Yeah, I think three uh, three red, three green. No, three, three red, three black, and six green. Okay. There you go. Yeah, sure. bla- bla- black uh, has Zodiac Pig, Zodiac Rat, and Zodiac Snake. Red has Zodiac Dog, Zodiac Dragon, Zodiac Goat. And green has Zodiac Horse, Zodiac Monkey, Zodiac Ox, Zodiac Rabbit, Zodiac Rooster, and Zodiac Tiger. Yeah, and all of those are horsemanship, or not horsemanship, all of those are land walking of some kind, um, except for the dragon, which was special, obviously. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so that it, it would kind of like made sense for these creatures and i'm just a fan of cycles anyways you know because it just sort of adds something neat to a set when there's cycles to discover there and this made this seemed like the place to have it make the most sense and then we tied them all together by putting this sort of famous poem as their as their flavor text as you go through those cards 
I forget what order what the order is. You have to actually get them in order to uh, to understand it. But there it is. Is there? I mean, there must be an order to the zodiac. I assume, right? I assume they're in zodiac order. Yeah, yeah. I that's right. Um, I but since it's a, it goes in a circle, it's hard to tell like where's the beginning and end because like you know it, right. just, it just loops around and around. I think it's the one after the dragon is the first one. So if you look at a um, if you were to actually look at a real Chinese zodiac, whatever one starts after the dragon, and forgive me that I don't remember that off the top of my head, is the beginning. Yeah, I, I don't know, but it's it's uh, it's funny because there are definitely some things like, for example, uh, creature dog. I think shows up for the first time on Zodiac Dog in um, Portal Three Kingdoms, and then for years it was Hound, but we finally went back to Dog. But like, here's Creature Dog sitting in a magic set from '99. So, yeah, actually, Zodiac Snake is the first one. Zodiac Snake, okay, in black. Zodiac Snake is if so. If you want to like read the whole poem, start with Snake, go through the go through the order of the Zodiac animals, and you can read the whole poem. Yeah, behind them is you can see a little seal behind them. So if you look, it actually shows the order that they go in. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in the art, so. Yeah. Um, but like, e- even like when you look at like, uh, um, uh, uh, like I'm looking at a card, the burning of Shinye. Um and that was a uh, an incident in the book. I forget what it was, but like a, a town or a city was destroyed. Um, and we use that, you know, as the name. Um, you know, for the card that like can we say what it does? And I just want to say what it does before we, as we're talking yeah, about so it. Yeah, so I forget what the I think this is the um, it's kind of the equivalent of Jokelhopsy sort of effect. I forget what it is exactly. I don't right. know if there's a well, then, exact then, translation of normal magic. Let me let me just read it so that the, the audience yeah, knows sure, what it is. Ahead. So it's four red red, so six mana total sorcery. You destroy four of your of your lands, and your opponent destroys four of his or her lands. Then burning of Zinye's. Shinye. Uh, Shinye deals four damage to each creature. So yeah, it, yeah. it's kind of like um Chokohopsy, Earthquakey, yeah. kinda. Um Wildfire, right? Is Wildfire the card? Oh, is that what it was? Spec one? Yeah. I, I think maybe. it's Wildfire, but yeah. Um But it, it represented sort of a, a moment in the story, right? That's sort of yes, cool. Is it, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's funny that a, there's a lot of things that we did later in Magic that have become very staples of how we do magic, that you see, like, er, very early things being done here in Portal for Kingdom. So you are, you are a pioneer, Henry. The, the proto-versions of them. So uh, I also think you had the yeah. first chicken, so. <laughs> oh, okay, nice. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'm so proud of this set, and it was, a, it was a fun set to work on, and it was a, just from a design point of view, it was fun to do. Um, but it was a lot of research, uh, for the set to be able to do it and to do it justice because I didn't want to well, not embarrass myself, but I didn't want to embarrass Wizards or our company or make you know something that was not something that we'd be proud of. And and we were very sensitive to making sure that like this is a very it's an important bit of text and it's important history to people in Asia. And I didn't want it to be something that people would look at and scorn or feel like it wasn't done um, with care. Uh, and so, like, I read the the actual translated book, and it's a it's a big book. I forget the uh, something like fifteen hundred pages, something like that. The actual uh, uh, translation, the actual book. Um, and then there's also a really good series of graphic novels. It's like a 10, 10 series graphic novel that I read to sort of get a feeling for it too. As, as well as watching, there was a few mini series that had English subtitles that had been done for Three Kingdoms. I'm sure probably more of it's been done by now. Yeah, but you did a lot of research, right? You did a lot of sort yeah. of, you know, make sure you really understood the story and... Um, yep. So what what is your favorite card in the set? 
Oh, um, what's, what's your favorite of babies? <laughs> I, I I love the way the artwork looks for for a few cards. It's more from the art than from like a particular card per se, because the cards are like portal cards, and it's like okay, yeah, portal cards. But for me, it's more of like marrying the sort of the art and the flavor of what it does. Um, I love Guan Yu and the artwork for Guan Yu, uh, uh, Sainted Warrior. You guys should look it up. It's some of the uh, awesome art. Uh, the other art that was really great was for um, Lu Bei, who's the other sort of leader of the um, uh, Shu Kingdom. And the, oh, it's the third guy. Oh, yeah, Cheng Fei. Where is Cheng Fei? Let me, let me see. Where is he? What, what, what color is he? Oh, it might be with it. He's white. He's it's white. white. It, it might be uh, Cheng with an X, not with a, uh, um, yeah, there he is, with a Z. Sorry, Cheng Fei. Um, yeah, and how that fits that their, their, uh, uh, their flavor. Yeah, it's definitely for one of the things that's interesting. Like one of the thing I've been trying to do with this podcast series is just make people aware of things from Magic's past. And Portal Three Kingdoms is really a weird kind of, of product, just lo- lost of time in some ways. I mean, it's obviously people play mm-hmm. with individual cards. I mean, it's still people are aware of it, but uh, um, it definitely is this weird. I don't know. I, I, I the, like the fact that one person worked. There's not that many sets that one person worked on. You um, have your you have your unbalanced uh, your unglued sets, right? Oh, I did unglue. I mean, the, the other thing is Urza. When you were doing this set, I think I was doing Urza's Legacy, which is a uh-huh. set I did by myself. Um, uh-huh. We just we, we just didn't have enough people, so I'm like, oh sure, I'll just I'll just do a small set by myself. Um, but uh, it's very very funny. I just looking at it now that already so many people that like you know back in the days like we have all these projects. You you're the one person to work on this project. We, we yeah. don't do that much anymore. Yeah. 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 Um, so what is something, we're, we're, we have a little bit of time left, what is something yeah. that people might not be aware of, like Portal Three Kingdom? What, what, what is a, is there any sort of subtle nuance thing that you did that like, you might not be, if you look through, you know, the set, you might not realize it's a first glance, but here's some cool thing. Like what, what, what are some cool Easter eggs sitting in the set? Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, God, cool Easter eggs. Um, uh, people might might not know that the um, the uh, Way Kingdom is the one that actually wins in the end. Mm-hmm. Like the 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 victors is, are black. Like I don't know how many uh, magic sets we've done that before, where the actual victors of the uh, of the contests are are represented by black. Um, I, I I like like I said before the sort of the 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 poem on the zodiac cards is is famous and it's from the book. Um, what other Easter eggs as I'm looking? I'm trying to, I, you know, I, it's just like all the history that's there and all the sort of the real history that, that exists in China. Like you can go to these places, you know, like with the um, Red Cliffs, there's a famous battle of Red Cliffs and you can go there. And even now it's like, it's a place that exists and it's real. And people get not emotional exactly, but they feel like a certain reverence when they actually go to these places and experience it. So have you, have you been, you've been to China? I have been to China, and I've been to some of the actual places where where the story took place. I've been been to the Red Cliffs. It's a uh, uh, um, oh, I forget what river it was on. So when this so. set came out, did you have did did you interact with anybody? Like, did you go anywhere when the set came out to actually see people play with it when it first happened? Yeah, I think there were some there were some events that we had in Asia at the time that I went to. I think they went to the like Korean National Championships. Uh, at the time, and there was some other, there were, must maybe it was another pro tour or some other events that we had in China where we were 
sort of um, showing off the set and sending it to people and getting people's feedback. Um, and I did solicit some feedback from our um, Asian distributors and people that were in the know of magic at the time to sort of get feedback to make sure that we weren't doing anything too terrible. And like I said, and our art director gave, gave some feedback as too to make sure that things were okay. Yeah, like I'm saying, we, we do a lot more now with sort of um, right dealing with experts and stuff. And, and this is very early in Magic's life, so it, it's uh, a uh, proto yeah. of, of things to come. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyway, I, sure. I, I will say that one one of the things that's very fun to me is um, I, I've back in the day we used to go around and demo the different portals, and yeah. that one of the things that was really illuminating to me is. You would think when you take away almost everything that you think, like you're just boiling it down to creatures and sorceries and lands, that you, you feel like, oh, it, maybe the game doesn't hold together, but it really, really does. Like it's amazing how that just the core of the game, how fun it is, even with a lot of the, the trappings taken away. Um, oh, for sure. And not only that, but even like the flavor of the colors can still come through pretty clearly. Um, especially like we had. I think we did have pre-constructed decks too for the uh, various kingdoms. I think we only had three pre-constructed decks. There was one for each kingdom, mm -hmm. but they played. But they played very differently. Like they played the way you would think, like a white portal deck would feel. Lots of small creatures. You know the things that like uh, um, uh, that that buff up all your creatures, and white that's great, mm -hmm. uh, and the blue is depending on more on the horsemanship, and black is depending on more of like sorceries and destroying creatures to get through, etc. So yeah, you can still even with just the basics, you can still have a pretty good color pie that actually feels that feels real and is fun well anyway uh henry i i can see my desk here so that means uh we all know what that means it means it's the end of my drive to work so instead of talking yeah. magic it's time for me to be making magic but uh, i want to thank you henry for being here thank you mark it's good talking to you again yeah it's fun it's it's a it is fun to go back and just talk about things that literally like you know 1999 this is this has been a while since uh this set saw it saw light of day it has it has indeed but thank you. Thank you, Henry. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Mark. And for all of you, I will see all of you next time. Bye-bye.